Welcome to the Art of Slowing Down to Quantum Leap podcast that I created especially for conscious introvert entrepreneurs. And if you desire to grow and quantum scale without the hustle and are ready to discover the missing pieces to effortlessly running a solar line business, then this is for you. And I'm your host, Annalena Fuchs, a human design and energetic alignment coach. And my mission with this podcast is to provide you with a shortcut to your most aligned path to success and financial freedom using a powerful combination of human design, science, and spirituality. And I myself have shifted from working nine to five to now enjoying the freedom of creating things on my own terms. And I want to help you do the same. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Art of Slowing Down podcast. It's Annalena here and I'm very delighted to have another beautiful guest with me today. Her name is Efia Salter and I will just now briefly introduce her and then we are going to have a beautiful conversation about all things manifestation. So Efia is a mindset and manifestation coach and host of the Manifest Edit podcast and creator of the Vibes Method for Aligned Manifestation. Her mission is to empower and teach ambitious women how to stop playing small and access their innate magic so they can expand their current reality. She's extremely passionate about helping women create their own permission slips for the extraordinary lives they want to live and the gifts they deeply desire to share with the world. Serving as a practical example of her work after being orphaned at 14 years, grappling with mental illness and chronic pain, to then moving overseas and building her solar land life and business. Afia has inspired thousands around the world to create their lives by design. And through her coaching, Afia highlights the strategy, science, and spirituality behind manifestation in order to provide actionable advice from a grounded, no BS perspective. So... To me, this all sounds really amazing. I'm very excited to have this conversation. So welcome, Mithia. And we would love to hear how it came all about for you to become a manifestation coach. Thank you for having me as well. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, so for me, you know, becoming a manifestation coach is definitely not something like I grew up and I knew that that was what mm. I was going to do. Um, but I always did have a desire to help people. And I think particularly from the way that I did grow up and being orphaned at 14, it meant that the people who were in my life from teachers, mentors, university tutors, they had a really significant role in my life. And even when I went on to have my first coaches. So for me, coaching does feel almost full circle in a way because it's about providing that support but also helping someone to support themselves and to step fully into into their dreams their passions and what they feel they're here to do yeah I love that yeah coaching has also for me been yeah life-changing you know I used to work in corporate I felt stuck like not living my purpose and playing small and then it all shifted so that was a was a huge thing for me as well so what brought you then into actually becoming a mindset and actually manifestation coach yourself? So what is what are some things that you manifested in your life? 
Oh, everything. I think, mm -hmm. you know, we're all manifesting all the time, whether we're mm -hmm. consciously aware of it or not. And when I did begin to have a conscious awareness of what manifestation actually was, so almost 10 years ago now, it just really resonated with me that I had the power to create and change my own reality where I had previously been feeling really stuck. Mm -hmm. And from there, I went from this position where I was, I was doing my master's degree and I was really having a hard time of it and not necessarily because of the work itself but feeling like I wasn't where I was supposed to be I'd gone down this path out of like I guess this is what I'm supposed to do or I guess is what I should do but not leading from a place of passion and I felt really trapped in what I was doing and then learning about conscious manifestation and universal laws I thought this is not like the end of the road for me this is just the beginning and I can truly decide where I want to go from here and not just following a path that I feel like I'm supposed to follow but deciding what my extraordinary life looks like and going on to create that so in terms of things I manifested from there is really everything that I'm experiencing now the relationship that I have with myself where I live moving to Australia um yeah the list goes on and on and I have so many favorite things I've manifested depending on when you ask me the question mm, yeah no I so agree with you right because everything we really have in life we have manifested we, we think it's like this fancy thing but really everything we have and I love love that you said the relationship I have with myself because we can so and at least me I used to always be focused on the relationship with others or soulmate and these kind of things right but really it all starts with us and every relationship we have in life you know this right it's always a reflection of how we feel about ourselves so I just really love that you put that focus on that and it felt really grounded and just love because we are hanging out with us for the rest of our lives right so better be a good relationship so true yeah no I love that and actually there's something I want to dive deeper because I, I myself I love to talk about manifestation and I, I feel like there's the for me at least and I would love to hear your take on it like there's the old way of manifesting oftentimes in the self-development space of like you need to know what you want and go for it and make it happen and push and you know and keep focusing on it and think about it all the time it has never worked for me <laughs> Like, at least like you know of course I have learned about my human design a little bit my energetics it's really not aligned for me to be really certain about things and always know exactly what I want right and what I have found is that from this place of grounding and really surrendering to actually allow the divine to come through me to actually show me what's even meant for me because I only know what I know right which is from the past and where actually the most potential is for manifestations and what I don't know it's like the the feel of the possibilities of the, it's the unknown I think in quantum physics it's like 99.99999 percent what we don't know so that really helped me when I because I am a kind of a math nerd a little bit and I when I saw these numbers it's like what are we doing here we're trying to create these goals and oftentimes vision boards and things that we already know. Like, what if what I really want, what I desire, I may not be consciously aware of because of the conditioning, but I may have bought into this idea. That's what you want. That's that's the things you want or the life you want or the experiences you want. But what if there's something way bigger and more fulfilling out there? 
Mm. I think you touched on something really important, which is that our goals, our desires, our wants, our fears, all of that is is constantly evolving. Mm. And there may be, you know, almost this trap that we can fall into of saying like, well, this is everything that I want. And you almost pigeonhole yourself into that without allowing for new information to come through. Or even you might say that you want something and then with new information, new experience, you change your mind, but you're like, no, this is what I've said. This is what I've written mm. in the stars. This has to happen, you know, and, and your goals are not trees. They can move, they can change. And so something that I found was how I previously used to set my goals and create intentions really wasn't aligned with with my highest self and moving forward and kind of relating with what you said the way I teach my clients now and also the way that I manifest my goals now is not starting from the place of what do I want to have but who do I want to be how do I want to show up in the world what are my values and I feel although your goals are more likely to to change quite a lot I think your values are much less likely to change on a frequent basis and so when you're grounding your intentions and your goals in your values as opposed to oh I saw someone have that or oh this is where I'm supposed to be in my life then that's what's really anchoring you into your truth and absolutely you're going to discover new things about these values and yes your values again can change over time but it, it just isn't as you know, they are a lot more written in in some aspects. Those values are a lot more written from your life's experiences and what you've learned so far. So I think that really gives people something to ground into and something that makes your goals, your desires really unique to you. Um, And it makes you feel something because that's a huge part of manifestation. It's not only like, what do I want to have, but how do I want to feel? And Mm. whether you're a specific manifester or a non-specific manifester, I think we can all get specific about ways that we enjoy feeling in our lives and what kind of feelings we'd like to have more of. Yeah, I love that you brought that in from human design because I'm a specific manifesting type, but I have an open solar plexus and I'm not a type of person that I know exactly what I want at all. But sometimes I know exactly what I want, but it comes out of not from this place of I need to know, I need to know what I want, right? It's kind of this like, I just know this, like from within myself, it comes from my heart. It doesn't come from here, right? From my mind. So that has been very, very interesting. And and yeah, like you say, like, how do we want to feel? And I actually feel like as a society, we are more going into that about what you're saying, right? About the being, who are you being? Because who are we being is what we attract, right? The energy we put out there. And then how we want to feel. Because, I mean, that's really everything. We can have all the stuff in the world and still feel crappy, right? So it's like, <laughs> it's, and I'm, I mean, I'm very happy that this is coming more and more to the surface now everywhere because it's like, oh my God, I want to have the, if that's a five-figure launch or if that's a Louis Vuitton bag or whatever, right? The, the external stuff. And I have noticed over the years that every time when I then accomplished that thing, I felt almost like empty and and kind of like, oh, this is it. And that's when I kind of learned, like, it's not about achieving the thing or the goal or the circumstance. It's about enjoying the journey, you know? Yeah. And there's... Uh, I can't remember there's a specific term for it it's like oh I think it's a rival fallacy where you put like so mm. much hope and pin so much on like when I finally get there this is gonna be it and then you get there and you're like <laughs> oh 
like that was it and you realize that so much of like what was amping you up what was driving you was having something to be moving towards so it's it's kind of thinking about being your your life as being at the airport and being at the waiting room and you're like can't wait to get on the flight can't wait to get on the flight but you also have to enjoy that period in the waiting room because that is your whole life your whole life is the waiting room till you reach your goals mm-hmm. and you have to make this like you know the most dreamiest first class lounge or are you making it like you're chilling at mcdonald's every day just like life will get better when i reach my goal so it yeah. is a lot about um the weight that we put on the things in our lives and and whether we're appropriately weighting them or we're putting too much pressure on ourselves or maybe not enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always like finding that balance, right? Because we can be also with the surrender or, or the feminine and the masculine, we can be too much and like, oh, I'm just going to let it come to me and I don't have to do anything and sit on the couch. <laughs> but we have it. I think you said it in the beginning, like we have that power to decide to show up like our best self right it doesn't have like we have to decide exactly what we want but I can decide that I'm giving the best I can today I I decide who am I being right and I decide to show up empowered as opposed to feeling like the victim right even though that's not always easy and we still want to be vulnerable and feeling our emotions and all the things but we can totally shift directions right just from taking that one little step every single day yeah and I think those micro actions are so so important and it really helps especially with maybe bigger goals it helps it feel more realistic more manageable more achievable just to have those small things that we're working towards every day that that keep us consistent and also are actually changing the way your brain works right you're actually rewiring your neural transmitters and creating new neural pathways which are programming your subconscious mind for success by taking those repeated actions yeah absolutely i mean i have noticed this i'm, I'm training for half marathon right now and i try I, my big issue was like i was going too fast in the beginning you know i have a lot of willpower and and the the slower i go the faster I go at the end of the day, because it's about, well, take smaller steps, go slower, and then, but the consistency, right? And then eventually, and then at some point it clicked and it felt easy. And I was like, oh, that's, that's really, really magical. So one more question I have for you is like, because so often also with manifestation, like, because there are some things we have, we want to achieve in some way, even though um sometimes it's specific sometimes it's it's less specific for people but how do you work with attachment because like what I have learned from myself when I'm attached to something I'm in needy energy and I'm actually repelling it right but when I no longer need it oh then it's flying to me at super speeds you know so how do you get to that point or what is your process for that I think it's really important to know the differences between being attached to something, being disinterested in something, because you can be unattached to something without being disinterested in it. Um, And it's almost Mm -hmm. like, you know, I think there are a lot of paradoxes in manifestation where it's like, care, but don't care too much. This, but don't care. It's like, it can be like a little bit confusing for people. Mm -hmm. But I think it's just something that really helps me when 
I find concepts maybe a little bit confusing or I'm trying to make it easy for my clients to understand is like try personifying things a little bit so if this was like a relationship and you were like why isn't it why aren't you here yet why aren't you here yet you know how is that going to make that other person feel whereas if you're like more relaxed and you're trusting that they're doing what they said they're going to do you're putting an equal effort into the relationship you're showing up for them as much as they're showing up for you of course you're going to have a healthy relationship with that person so when you can add that kind of like okay, is this way that I'm acting conducive to manifesting my goals? And is it conducive to building healthy relationships? I think that helps to put things in perspective from something that can maybe seem a little bit abstract in the first, not even the first time that you're learning about it, but it's, you know, something that we can all often find ourselves falling into that trap of like, oh wait, I feel like I'm getting a bit too attached to the outcome here. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to surrender a little bit more. And I guess the whole point of surrender is is trusting in something that doesn't yet exist in your current reality, but can. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then on the other side, that that oftentimes when we do have a goal, the universe may have some bigger plans for us, right? Or that we can actually, and and sometimes like, I think you mentioned in the beginning, like it, we have to be flexible, right? It's like, yeah, the, the tree can move and go with the winds and stuff because you may have a goal today and in two weeks from now, that may no longer be the goal, right? So it's it's kind of, it's kind of like I'm, as I'm speaking right now, it's kind of the North Star, right? We, we Because we as humans, and it's also in human design, the energetics, they talk about this a lot. We, we have this uh, drive to succeed and climb up. That's totally important for us as humans, right? Like to stay where we're at and stay stagnant, that's kind of the end of it for all. I mean, that's like, we don't feel alive in that way, right? We always like, even like, it's when you go to school as a kid, right? It's like, you you go to the next grade and then you're going to get better. And it's, it's like, or right now with the running, like, it's just like, it's fun it's it makes it juicy but then i think the um the thing that can happen is that we can reach things that we couldn't even dream of or think of or what our mind was thinking we want to go and then it just becomes becomes way bigger and and then in hindsight we sometimes like oh i reached that i wasn't even like planning for that and it's way beyond what our wildest dreams could even yeah go for so when I would love to hear a little bit about your work with your clients, like who is the person that comes to you? Where are they at? Where are you taking them? What are some of the results that your clients have experienced from doing the work with you? I don't think that there's ever really one specific person, but I primarily work with women and at all different stages of their life. So maybe someone is a student and they've just finished university and they're thinking about, okay, what do I actually want from my career and in inadvertent commas, the next chapter of my life? Maybe they're a parent and they're just starting to think about, okay, I, I feel like I can begin to prioritize myself again. And that's something that I've not been doing for a really long time. And I've forgotten how to do that. How do I put myself at the forefront while also still making time for thousands of other things that I have going on in my life and and not feel guilty about it or not feel like I'm being selfish for the dreams that I have and putting myself into focus. And I think 
particularly as women, that's something that we do kind of fear or we worry about how we're going to be perceived or how our dreams are going to be perceived. And it's something that's ingrained from us from a very young age. So a lot of the work is almost as much about undoing as it is about learning all of these new things. It's about peeling back the layers of these old concepts that have never really served us to begin with. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Because uh, I mean, with the, from the lens of human design, it's all about unbecoming who we're not right and letting go of all these weird beliefs and ideas or what we think we should be doing if that's the career path or the relationship or I mean all these things in life it's all based on on the shoulds right beautiful yeah, so it's basically yes. no go oh, ahead carry on. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say that a lot of people will come to me with one dear one idea in their heads and on the minds of what they think we're going to work on but a lot of the time it comes back to really establishing what your identity is what those values are and where we go from there rather than oh I don't know what I want or I don't know if I'm on the right path it's like how can I be more grounded in who I am because then everything else stems from that yeah I love that yeah because I really feel like when we first do this work what we think we want is most of the time not what is right for us right and then we kind of get clarity like when you say right when we tap into our values and we kind of I'm really big on like um, getting away from other distractions right because we oftentimes have the noises of other people in our head and then we start to believe that's what we want and I know for myself like social media is not the healthiest for me because while I'm very appreciative of it to, you know, we can connect like you and I, we probably wouldn't be on here, this podcast today. You know, I'm in America, you're in, you're in uh, Australia. So how would we met if there wouldn't be like Instagram or Facebook and these things? So I'm very appreciative for it. But at the same time, the less I consume content on there, I do it now very targeted and only follow like a handful of people. Um that's fine but it's such a it is it's exhausting for me like literally like physically emotionally mentally it's exhausting and I feel like I'm losing touch with who I am I forget because I'm so in this like you should do this and this is it and this is the way to do it and this is what you want and I'm like ooh, right how do you feel about social media oh I feel exactly the same I think I've reached a period um in the middle of the year because I've been chronically online for like 10 years I had a blog and then mm -hmm. I had a blog for eight years and then started my podcast and through all of that obviously updating my social media and I, I just realized like wow I've been sharing my life online like almost every day and it's it's actually taking away from the quality of my life and just being being present in the moment and so was a period of like a couple of months where I just didn't post on social media at all and my sister messaged me at 5 a.m one day thinking something like terrible had happened because she couldn't reach me on Instagram I'm like why don't you just text me and she's like oh yeah I didn't even think about that <laughs> wow that's crazy and yeah yeah and I had yeah. a few messages when I log back in where people are like what happened I'm like you know we have other ways to reach me you could just call me you could just text mm. me um and so yeah I think it was a real breath of fresh air and then you also realize like when you're not posting on social media constantly and you pick up your phone you go to open it you pick up your phone you go to open something and you're like wow you realize just how um how deep that addiction runs so for me social media is something that I do kind of have a less involved relationship with now and you know it's almost something that I would really 
it wouldn't feel like that much was missing from my life if I wasn't on social media at all. But partly from a business perspective, I do feel like I have to have somewhat of a presence. But definitely over recent times, I felt less connected to social media. And definitely that's, you know, why I love things like doing podcasts and emails, because I I just think there's a, a depth to that communication that sometimes feels like has to be a lot more curated on social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I'm also yeah doing it less and less, and I I wonder where it's gonna move. I guess like I think you and I we're not the only ones that are feeling this way. So I'm very curious how it's gonna shift in the future. Maybe that's gonna be more private communities where people really want to hang out instead of like, and also exposing our lives. Like where you know how much do we actually want to do that? And I, thank you for sharing that story where you know a family member from you like they're like can reach you on Instagram, couldn't even think about texting you, right? Because it's so like, yeah, I was so used to like being in your life by just watching you on Instagram. So that's that's a little bit of an eye opener for sure. So thank you for that. And I want to ask you a little bit, and I know you're not too deep into your human design, but you're also, so we have two manifesting generators here, right? Two bubbly, multi-passionate persons and you are six, three. Are you emotional authority or sacral authority? um oh if you don't um, know I'm not sure actually no it's it's okay um but anyways you're manager and, and so I think the one thing you know is like we're very like multi-passionate right we we actually like so we're meant to be doing what really lights us up and you know what we have to like, oh yeah I'm having fun and I love it and we actually thrive more and we actually get more done and we're being more productive when we have kind of multiple things you know like in my case, I have a podcast, I'm a coach, I have a business partnership, I may start writing a book at some point. Like the more variety I have within my field of expertise, I thrive. And so I want, want to hear like how is that playing out for you? Do you give yourself permission to do multiple things? How does it look like for you? Oh, definitely. And I think, you know, the further along I get in my manifestation journey as well as my business journey I think these two things definitely have a lot of parallels of surrendering and releasing things that aren't really working for you trying new things sometimes Mm -hmm. those new things aren't going exactly as you expect but you have to give yourself that freedom to choose and that freedom to play that freedom to explore otherwise you just end up stagnant and I think as a manifesting generator is also that you know, undoing that societal conditioning of you need to have like a set trajectory of where you're going and it needs to look a certain way. And for me, also moving overseas to Australia, my friends who are in Scotland are in a completely different place in their lives than I am. You know, they're maybe starting families, buying houses, and maybe that is the trajectory I would have stayed on if I was in Scotland. So when I first moved here, that was um quite challenging for me because I was like oh no like I feel like I'm falling behind I feel like I'm doing all these things um and really I'm I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be at this moment in time and I do have the freedom to choose the freedom to change the freedom to explore and I would hope that anyone listening no matter your human design you know that 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 freedom to choose is actually one of the most beautiful gifts that we that we have yeah no it's true yeah and everybody's life looks different right but but I know I was saying when we feel like we're falling behind I had that when I was in college I studied business and I was like everybody was working at McKinsey or investment firms and somehow it didn't happen for me and I was like oh I think I 
I missed the train or I'm not good enough and all these kind of things. And and now I actually feel like way ahead because I gave myself permission to actually meet myself, right? And actually like, and I realized I never really wanted that. That was never aligned for me, you know? So, so I love that. And then, so you also have a podcast, right? Want to tell a little bit about yours? Yes, the Manifest Edit podcast, which is a mindset manifestation podcast. And essentially, a few years ago, when I first um, was discovering podcasts about mindset and manifestation, I noticed that, you know, everyone looked the same and that, well, you can't see, but from but from your hearing, I'm a black woman. So there really wasn't that many black women or women of color podcasts in the top charts whether they existed or not and something that I knew myself from having previously been a travel influencer a travel blogger in the travel space people would often message me black women would often message me and ask me about not only how was this country but how was this country as a black woman like is it safe for me do other black people go there and people feel like they're not invited to the table when they don't see other people that look like them. Mm. So it was really important for me when I was creating the podcast that I was talking about all different kinds of things from multiple perspectives. And although I don't really have guests on the podcast anymore, when I did, I wanted to have, you know, people from a variety of the backgrounds to show that, yeah, this is something for everyone. And just because you don't see yourself reflected in what's online doesn't mean that there isn't space for you. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So you mainly do like solo episodes now on your podcast? Yeah, yeah, I do solo episodes. And it's, it's, it's not a little, I want to say a little bit from laziness and efficiency because I feel like mm-hmm. I can do it. Much. I don't really edit my own podcast that much because I feel like mm-hmm. I just go on a, on a tangent, on a stream of thought, and then I can have it done in maybe like 30, 40 minutes. So mm-hmm. for me, I like to do all my podcasts in advance and that helps me to do it in that mm-hmm. way, be like streamlined with my things. Because if I don't have my schedule, and I can start to just like get distracted by multiple things going on at one time yeah I know we can get distracted easily I know <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think all humans but especially managers we we can be yes. all over the place yeah no but I love it because that's your way of doing it and I, I think I, I find so I'm, I'm a highly sensitive person empathic and so I don't know if you resonate with that as well but uh um, for me I love podcasts just because not only because I have a podcast but also there's less stimulation because I can just if I run I just listen to just like an audiobook I really enjoy that because I can be out in nature because the other stuff when you also watch it there's just so much stimulation that I don't necessarily need and it gets me even more ungrounded you know so that's what I really love and I and I love even for yourself because it gives you this platform just to express yourself you know and especially as a as a manager and you have a lot of energy flowing to your throat and we need to actually we need to use our voice it's very healthy for us and i think that's just a beautiful way and it hey it may inspire inspire millions so if, if you're listening right now which i guess you are <laughs> check out her manifest edit podcast i'm sure there's lots of nuggets of wisdoms there and what is one uh, nugget of wisdom from actually so this podcast is about slowing down right so I would love to hear from your own life and maybe that's also in terms with with manifestation like how do you see or how do you see the importance of slowing and slowing down in life in general and also when it comes to manifestation slowing down is hugely important and I think the mistake that a lot of people make myself included is 
waiting to slow down so you get to a point where you have to slow down where you are burnt out you can't go anymore there's too much going on the state of overwhelm and so when things are going well or we feel like we're on a roll it's like oh like I don't need to slow down I'm doing great like I'm not in a position of crisis yet but the best thing you can do for yourself is make sure to learn how to consciously slow down even in those times so that you're not getting to that crisis point or that place where you're completely burnt out and need to take weeks or months off to like combat yourself I think it was an author of a book about burnout and she said it takes something like two to five years for your nervous system to fully recover from being burnt out so it's mm. so important to, to to make that conscious time for yourself to slow down and and for me I factored so many different ways to do this into my day now so I'll start my day with meditation at midday I have um a kind of reminder that goes up and it's like remember to breathe and just like to take like a deep breath and ground myself mm. when I go to bed at night I'm listening to my Harry Potter podcast is something I'm really into at the moment oh, I <laughs> love like it. so, cool. <laughs> so I just listen to my Harry Potter podcast and that really grounds me but before that it was like ASMR videos and just those little touch points throughout my day it just really helps me to keep my nervous system in check because it's really hard to create the life that you want when your nervous system is just trying to keep you afloat yeah and I think especially as online entrepreneurs right because just what we talked about with the social media we are the ones preaching this you know you gotta slow down and you know do less but then constantly on the phone and I hate to do another post since it's so like and like you, I think you said it too, it's, it's quite addictive. So it's, um, yeah, it has, for me, honestly, my entire life, the message has been slow down, slow down, slow down. <laughs> like even with the running, I used to run too fast. Even as a kid, I, my mom was always like, why are you walking so fast? And, I'm like that too. <laughs> <laughs> always in a hurry, go together. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and I mean, we are fast as many gents and I don't want to suppress that. But there were many times it was really from a place of this rushed energy where I feel like I had to get somewhere. And we really, we cannot be fully present in this moment where everything happens, right? Where we manifest and where happiness lives, everything. It's, we all only have the now, we know it, right? Eckhart Tolle has written tons of books about it. So, and we keep rushing, we keep doing all the things while we forget where we're really at. So... I love that. That has also been quite a theme in your life. And I've really like learned that the more I slow down, that's really when these quantum leaps happen and they come so unexpected. And and I also love, I think that's honestly the biggest message here, what you said about do it now, don't wait until you have to, right? I think that's that's um it's kind of the same with food, right? Don't eat all the fast food now, and then you get sick, like eat some healthy stuff. <laughs> It's preventative, right? So it's the same with slowing down. And I truly, I mean, if you think about it, also from a logic, like the slower we go now, but more consciously aware in the present moment, the faster we eventually go. So mm. we have it all backwards sometimes. Yeah, I think we are definitely in this um, kind of microwave culture where you just want everything to happen instantly and you, you have that <laughs> I love expectation. That. I love that analogy, microwave. No, you're like, you're wanting the like, ding, you want things to go so quickly. Um, and and it's it's really difficult to listen to your intuition when when things are going so fast all the time. You can't differentiate whether that's your voice or whether that's someone else's voice. So slowing down really does have so many benefits and it doesn't have to be moving at a snail's pace. It just has to be moving at a conscious pace. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love the point you make with the intuition. That's totally true. When we don't slow down, can't listen to that. And that can give us oftentimes these nudges also to manifest what we're like, oh my gosh, this was magical and all of that. And so I have one final question for you. So when you live that consciously, right, where you listen to your intuition, you're going at a slower pace versus you're rushing, you're going fast, all the things like, because like what I have been noticing in my own life is like, there's all the synchronicities, things are just flowing. I don't even have to plan it. If, if there's a day I feel like I don't want to have any calls, if I have, then they just magically get canceled or like, it's just, it's really this, this big field of synchronicities. And when I try to force things, when I push against it, or I try to go faster, it's almost like the universe is pushing it back to me. Like it feels hard. It feels like I have to put in a lot of effort. And I just kind of like sometimes wonder like, why isn't that kind of, because maybe, maybe many people have never experienced what it means to live in the flow of life and with the synchronicities. Cause I'm sure you have been experiencing that yourself a lot, right? Yeah. I think, you know, we can resist the natural flow of things and it's like trying to swim in the opposite direction to the way the river is actually going it's like well just gotta swim harder do more go faster um and really they just need a minute to slow down and see what direction we're actually going in yeah yeah i truly wish that more people hop on the wagon with us (laughs) and let it be easy so actually do you believe that because i i literally that's one of my biggest things i allow things to be easy and for me that rings really true and I still see like so many people like there's nothing like easy you still have to work hard and I mean yeah I still get out of my comfort zone and you know I still do things that require some courage but I have experienced it so many times now when I let it be easy which is often not what anybody else is saying how I should be doing it. it's quite the opposite it just works out much better (laughs) Yeah, I, you know, there's no point in struggling for the straight, for the sake of struggling, like, well, it should be harder, or why is it so easy? And it's, I think a lot of that comes back to kind of like a self-worth, like, oh, it gets to be this easy, maybe I'm doing something wrong, or do I deserve for it to be this easy? Or, you know, mm. you get a promotion, or you get that raise, and then you instantly worry about, like, how am I going to maintain this? Or is something going to be taken away? And it, I think a lot of it is to do with that that level of, of worthiness and that relationship that you have with yourself. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Thank you for sharing that. So let's all feel worthy to let it be easy. Awesome. Beautiful. Yeah. So how can people get in touch with you? Are there some, um, what are some ways to work with you? Is it only one-on-one? Is it in group? Do you have some um, evergreen programs? Like how can they get started? Yeah. So you can check out my website, afiasalta.com and you can see all the different programs, ways to work with me. And you can also just DM me on Instagram as well, although I'm not constantly posting on there. You know, I am someone who's happy to have a conversation in the DMs to help you figure out 
what your goals actually are and what programs would work best for you and then so on instagram i'm afiasalter underscore um and i do also have a free masterclass on the power of subconscious manifestation which does go into some of the different areas that we've talked about today and how your conscious and subconscious mind work together to help you manifest your desires so that's uh, um afiasalter.com forward slash freebie awesome i'm gonna make sure that's gonna be in the show notes and thank you for being here today. It was such a wonderful, flowy chat with you about all things manifestation. And yes, such a beautiful soul. And um, yeah, I just hope you keep sharing more of this love with the world because I truly feel we need it. So thank you so much. And thank you. You're welcome. And your listeners, thank you for being here today. As always, I i'm sending you much love thank you for listening and i'm excited to be with you all on the next episode thank you for listening to this episode and if you enjoyed what you heard today then please subscribe rate and leave a review on itunes and if you also know someone that you know in your heart could benefit from listening to this podcast then I invite you to please share and help me reach more conscious leaders so we together can create global impact. I truly appreciate you and see you next time.